Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 32 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it over to my IT guy, Nick Manella. What's going on, bud? Glad to be here. Stuck uh, inside, but I actually did get out of the house today. No, good job. What'd you do? Yeah. I went to a local fish store because, uh, as you might or may not know, uh, my family and I were pretty big into you know diving and snorkeling, and we've always had an aquarium set up. And um, you know, when I had to quarantine at my parents' house instead of my apartment in Towson, I didn't feel like driving back and forth every week to do aquarium maintenance. So I packed that whole shit up and moved it here. That's awesome. It smells yeah. like fish. It does. Yeah, you ever heard but, that saying? Yeah, but the the good kind in this case. <laughs> not uh, not that kind. That's that's a little bit different. <laughs> so uh, a lot of you guys don't understand the amount of effort that we just put into this episode. It is right now 7.55 p.m. And we tried to start recording at 7. And long story short, uh, you put two guys with a microphone and a pair of speakers and headphones and... It took an hour to pretty much get all the technical difficulties. To Sounds get like a good porno good. to me. Yeah, so uh, this is for the love of the people. That's really what I'm trying to say here. Uh, the show must go on. Uh, this is the most commitment I've ever had in my life. So, you know, it nice. feels good. Nice. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so before we kind of, we don't really have an agenda for today. I mean, we've talked about kind of every topic under the sun. Um, so we're just kind of going to roll with it and see what happens. So stay tuned. This could get weird. Yeah, I think this will be fun. It's definitely going to be a little bit more of a laid back episode, but I think that's something that we all kind of need right now. I know, you know, I wish sports were, you know, relevant and we could probably spend hours dissecting the Michael Jordan 30 for 30, but I think that's what everyone's doing right now. I think Sports Center talked about that for like 10 hours today. So the sports world is so desperate that we have literally reverted to the year of 1997. Yes. And Dennis Rodman is the biggest name in sports and it's 2020. Yes. That pretty much sums up life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, you know, not to get into it too much, but did you watch episodes three and four? I did. Did you see the, uh, the um, clip where basically Robin says he's going to Vegas, he needs a vacation, Phil Jackson being the absolute man that he is lets him yep. go. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then MJ has to go retrieve him when he's not back in 48 basically hours. basically have to go, like, fish him out of a hotel with uh, Carmen Electra. Yeah, so I don't know who the just editor like, of the... has not aged at all. I know I think there might be a little bit of uh, you know medical help there, but still, I mean, yeah, she makes a move seriously. Um, so they, I don't know who the editor is, but whoever it is deserves a Grammy because they have literally the clip of MJ saying, uh, "I don't know, you know who who what was in the bed or who was in the bed. I just had to go and get him." And they yeah. literally cut to the clip where Carmen Electra is like, and Michael Jordan walked in the room. And I'm Priceless. like, I'm like, it's, well, she's like, I'm hiding behind the couch with like a cover over my head. Like, I mean, it, it's just gold. If you haven't go, like, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out because it's, she was scared of MJ. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a bit of a psychopath after yes. watching this documentary. For sure. Also, I think I said this last episode, but. This episode just makes me love Scottie Pippen more and more after each one. Yeah. I mean, the contract holdout thing and, you know, like waiting to get surgery, you could say probably wasn't the best, you know, teammate move. But, I mean, it really makes you appreciate how good of a player he was, especially for, you know, us. Like, we've obviously, like, seen the highlights, but it's not like we were around to watch those games as they were happening. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment because I just got in a big LeBron versus Jordan debate today, and a lot of it had to do with someone telling me I wasn't alive for Jordan's prime. So apparently you're not allowed to like athletes before your you know, tenure in this earth. So At least Jordan can play defense. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. Yeah. Boom. Roasted. We no win. such thing as load management back then. No. Lo- actually, some I saw a tweet that said Dennis Rodman literally invented load management for his. That's that's a different but... kind of load load management. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So awesome documentary. I know we keep kind of talking about it, but that's the biggest thing going right now. Um. However, I do want to share my opinion on. You know what the future of the league kind of looks like at this point in time, and I was texting Nick a lot this week and saying that all signs that I've been reading in the past week between Gretzky, uh, between the John Scott tweet, uh, the Mike Rupp tweet, everything just kind of seems like somehow they're going to pull this off and we're going to have playoff hockey by July 1st. So they're definitely picking up momentum. I think where I start to question it is how they're going to have a camp and then finish the season, and then start the playoffs. Because you've got to think, their camp's going to be like, what, two weeks? Something like that. Something like that. And then they're going to have to finish the season, which is, I mean, like how how many games were even left? I think nine. And I read that they would try to do... So um, there's another two weeks if you really condense it. Oh, I heard they're going to condense it worse than that. They're going to do five days, and they were going to have teams do doubleheaders. Wow. Well, depends. I mean, we're all speculating. I, I don't know that that's true, but. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I want to believe that the NHL is coming back, but I heard a lot of people say this. Uh, I was listening to the hockey guy on YouTube and he made a great point, I think, where he said that the NHL as a league can't afford to like fuck this up. Like if they come back too soon and then have to like suspend it again or go on a hiatus again um it's going to be a disaster for them and i think every sports league is sort of under this mentality uh so i'm wondering how much that's going to factor into that decision i really think that the nba is going to be the deciding factor for a lot of sports i think the nba is going to have to be the first one to kind of come back and in a way i think it's probably the easiest for them to come back because um, you know, it's not like, you know, it's a football team where you've got, you know, basically a hundred plus people on the sideline. It's like the least can, amount of athletes. Yeah. Yeah. You can really whittle that down. There's only, you know, there's 10 guys on at a time. Uh, you can play that with no fans and let's be real. Those players could all be in full training mode at home because all they need is a hoop and their driveway and a ball. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, I mean, maybe some guys in, Manitoba can hit the ODR, but you know, guys down here in the States right now, that's probably not an option. No, it's not. And even with like baseball, right? Like, you know, you don't have a, unless you have like a personal pitcher or something where, how are you going to get a 90 mile an hour fastball? At you? Right. I saw one of the, um, one of the pitchers for the Dodgers. He had like the whole like pitching cage and batting cage in his yard. And he just hung one completely out there, misses the cage and just goes screaming through his bedroom window. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this all kind of started when I sent you that tweet that um, Woj sent out for the NBA. Yeah, for is the that, NBA. Uh, it sounds like there will be some facilities who have states with 
a little more leisure regulations going on on June 1st. So uh, you got to figure the Atlanta Hawks will be one of them because George is pretty much opening back up now. So pretty much. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I really, really think the NHL is coming back. I really think we're going to have a playoff and I really think that we're going to have a Stanley Cup champion for 2020. I mean, I really hope so, because I'd hate to see another asterisk over another season. You know, I, I think that's just it's such a waste. It's such a waste of everyone's talent and all the effort that these guys have put in this year. I think the other thing to think about is the financial impact. So the can I know what is it? Toronto and Columbus were the two cities that were sort of leaked as the front runners to host this, you know, yeah. expedited season, if you will call it that. The Canadian dollar right now is like dead. It's it's terrible. It's like point it's pretty much like point six eight of what the US dollar is. Yeah. So I think that's something that we should all think about financially, you know, if they're going to want to do something in Toronto, if they're not going to want to do something in Toronto. So that's something that the league has to think about. Um, just like a completely random fact that I heard apparently. So the Canadian football league who is basically hanging on by a thread financially anyways, they're like season to season is it's like a miracle that they get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently in their like, rule book or whatever if the season is canceled every player in the cfl becomes a free agent jeez so i I was just like trying to imagine like if that that was the nfl or even like you know thinking about the cfl like could you imagine a scenario where you had a team that was like great and now you have to go out and re-sign every single one or try and go ravens yeah, and then, and then go or like try and scoop up like someone else, you know. Ravens are stacked, by the way. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be the best team in the NFL yet again. So I liked their uh, their first round selection was money. Yeah, yeah, um, and J.K. Dobbins in the second round. That was a good one too. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. A lot of people hated on it. I, eh. I, I was. I said from the start. I said you got a running team and you draft a good running back. So you tell me how that messes it up. True. So. Um, who'd the Colts take? They went with that receiver from USC. Okay. Um, stud. Yeah. First so, round or? Yeah. And it's good because I think. I didn't see you guys draft in the first round. I don't know why. I guess I missed it. Um, I don't think they had one this first round. I think they gave it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they had two really high ones in the second. Um, and they ended up with the running back from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then another quarterback from Washington, who I really like. So um, it'll be interesting to see where they fill in. I mean, just the whole Philip Rivers thing is, you know, I've hated Philip Rivers for so long um, because he absolutely tormented the Colts. But um, and I kind of think he's an asshole. But, you know, oh, well. Yeah. And there's a thing or two about load management as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so between Kovalchuk and Rivers both joining your teams and both guys you hate, you know, you got to learn to like some of your yeah. enemies. Yeah. I actually, uh, speaking of Kovalchuk, someone released a statement. I forget who, so I don't know how credible this was, but they were saying it's like basically locked up that he's going to resign with Montreal. Really? Yeah. And I'm surprised, that, you know, because he came out in the media and said, like, you know, he thought that the Caps had the team to go all the way this year and get it done. But. I mean, you know, say whatever you want. I mean, his words, not mine. Um, I don't so. like his words. I've never have. Yeah. I'd rather but, listen to your words. 
hard to understand anyways, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, I just thought that was interesting, but you know, I digress. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the other day, I thought, so are they going to have to rewrite contracts? Because if they do playoffs beyond July one, and now you have free agency clashing with the playoffs, like they got to rewrite contracts somehow. There's got to be some money changing thing. Like there's more than just figuring out where to play. Yeah, and think about it in terms of like those conditional draft picks that were like like uh, the Taylor Hall trade. Like um, the Devils got another, like they had like a third rounder become a second if the Yotes made the playoffs or something like that. Right. It's like, you know, how does that end up? Like, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. If they cut the season short, you're kind of, you know, fucked. Cause... Like where does that go? I guess like, you know, Technically, you would say they didn't make the playoffs. Although, if I was the team getting hosed there, I'd probably put up a pretty big argument. Yeah, yeah. there is an argument because this is one of those decisions where if you decide to just end the regular season, the team who gets washed is like, "Well, we didn't vote on that." Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, how do you come to that conclusion? Yeah. I don't know. This is these are all the questions that are kind of keeping everything at a stalemate. And like, God forbid, a CBA would have to get done. It would be the biggest disaster ever, especially right Slides now. Slides out. It's over. Yeah. It would we'll, just be... we'll never have hockey again. No. Well, fortunately, that's not the case. I know I sent this to you earlier in the week, but TSN, because they're TSN and this is what they do, and um, Canada loves going to Olympic tournaments with by far and away the best team and then laughing at everyone else when no one can hold a candle to them. They released their projected roster for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, provided that the NHL finally sacks up and decides to send NHL hockey players to the Olympics once again. So we thought that you know we could just kind of freeball this and go over who we thought the American lineup or who would make the American lineup and what that would look like, because I've, I've been saying this to you for a while. The NHL stopped sending their players right around the time when the U S hockey program exploded. Yeah. And honestly could now compete with just about anybody. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I think if you were to put together a team USA, maybe on paper, it wouldn't be as star studded, as the Canadian lineup, hard to it, do. It definitely wouldn't be, but in a but game... I re- there's no reason we couldn't beat them. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so I think no-brainer, just off the top of my head, the first line is sort of cut and dry. Yeah. If it was up to me, I'd go Austin Matthews down the middle, Johnny Hammond Cheese on the left, and Patty Kane on the right. Yeah, that's that's easy. I don't yeah. really think there's any any disputing that. Yeah. Um, um, second not, line yeah. center. Would you, you give that to Eichel? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, we didn't really do any notes or anything, but yeah, off the top of my head, I would do something around Eichel and for the wingers. Trying to think here. Help me out a little Brock, bit. Brock Besser or Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. Or Brady for sure. Um, Jake Gensel. Yeah, I would put Gensel in there. Um, as much as that pains me to say, but um, Kyle Connor. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely missing some names, but um, without uh, something right in front of me. No, third line center. I don't know if you would put um, 
I don't think I would put Brady Kachuk at third line center. Uh, no. I'd put him on the third line with his brother if I could. Um, That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, cool. Maybe JT Miller as third line center. Um, yeah, he's had a pretty good breakout year. I mean, yeah. I, I would say that's probably fair. I think where we excel the most is probably on the defensive end and goaltending, like you mentioned to me. Yes. I think defense is sort of where they can catch up, maybe even surpass the Canadian roster. Okay, so I pulled up an article because I was having way too many brain farts. Is it thehockeywriters.com? No, this is okay. off Barstool. Okay. Um, and this is Barstool Chief who actually wrote a reaction uh, to the Canadian lineup coming out. So here's what he's got for 2022, which, by the way... Uh, Chief is a good one. I think he's one of the one of the better. Yeah, he's uh, definitely bloggers. one of their better writers. So he has on the first line Matthew Kachuk, Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane. Kind of makes sense. I like second that. line would be Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Eichel, and Blake Wheeler. Okay. Yeah, I mean Wheeler's getting older, so who knows what twenty twenty two holds? But he's definitely a stud. Yeah, he's a big guy too. I mean, you could even debate putting him down the middle on the fourth line if you really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, third line, Kyle Connor, Dylan Larkin, and Jack Hughes. Don't yep. hate that at all. Yeah. And then the fourth line, Brady Kachuk, JT Miller, and Brock Besser. So you think Jack Hughes makes it? In 2022, I sure hope so, because if he yeah. doesn't, there's a problem. You would take him over someone like Clayton Keller? Uh, Clayton Keller and Kevin Hayes are the healthy scratches. Okay. On the list. And they, yeah, he I also. Think, I think Keller would probably be like my odd a guy out like healthy scratch but um definitely a guy i think should make the team yeah and his uh notable cuts you know kind of due to age and stuff is ryan Suter, ryan kessler obviously uh joe pavelski david backus and phil kessel yeah so. and i don't think oshi would be on the u.s olympic team in 2022 it's probably just a little bit too far past um, yes not saying i would he, agree not, not saying he won't be an effective player at that point, but with the amount of young talent that we've just listed, yeah. I just don't think it's likely. And this is where I really get excited is the defensive and goalie side. So our this defense is like, this is porn. Our defense could compete with anybody. So he's got Jacob Slavin and Seth Jones. Zach I don't want, like I'm surprised he split up Warensky and Jones. They play together all the time anyways. Uh, and then he's got Wierenski and Carlson, obviously. And then third, he's got Quinn Hughes and Charlie McAvoy. Yep. So that's just absolutely disgusting. I mean, you could argue that other than Kel McCarr, those are the two biggest young defensive names in the league. Yeah, so I'm going to read Canada's defensemen real quick, and let's just see how those stack up. So they have uh, Morgan Riley and Alex Petrangelo. Thomas yeah. Shabbat and Kale McCarr and Josh Morrissey and Drew Doughty. I don't. I mean, I think the United States might even have a better one than that than that lineup. I I would argue that they do. Honestly, yeah. um, I mean, I think Doughty's overrated. Uh, we've already expressed <laughs> our feelings on him. Um, Petrangelo is really good, but I he feel is, like, but I don't think he's that much better than John Carlson or anywhere near as good as John uh, Carlson. No, so. John John Carlson blows him out of the water. Yeah. Look, Petrangelo is a solid de defensive D-man, but as far as footwork, speed, acceleration, where the game's going, and in 2022, when you look at the speedy roster that we have up front, I'm just not totally sure that he's going to be as um, dynamite of the number yep. one D-man as people might think. Absolutely. You know, so. I think Shabbat will probably improve 
Um, who yeah, knows? Nasty. Yeah, who knows with Riley and Morrissey? That could go either way. Riley's nasty. Morrissey, yeah, yeah he's he's good. I said he was yeah. one of the more underrated guys in the season preview. He's a scrappy bastard, too. I like our defensemen and our defensive core in general, for that matter, way more than theirs. Yeah, and then goaltending, I think this is a no-brainer. Um, Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, Ben Bishop, in no particular order. If I'd have to pick a starter right now, I'd go Hellebuck. I'd go Gibson, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, who would? I mean, Canada's would probably be what Price, uh, Pennington. They have. So I was a little bit surprised at who was left off this list. They have Bennington, Price, and Katahat. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think by then that's probably the right call. I'm just surprised that they left Holtby off the list. Ooh, <laughs> you boy. I mean, they could bring, I mean, like, you know, if they wanted to do five, that list would probably go, you know, Bennington, Price, Hart, and then Holtby and Flurry could be four and five. Yeah, Flurry won't be there. But I don't think so. Is Verona American? No, he's Czech. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Um, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. Yeah, I mean, that's a great lineup. It's incredible just how talented the league is at this point. I mean, right. you look at Canada, and they've got Ryan O'Reilly as a healthy scratch and Taylor Hall in the fourth line, so that'll kind of put it in perspective. Their like first their, two lines are... Their center, their center depth is just atrocious. <laughs> yeah, their top six they have on uh, TSN is Huberdo, McDavid, and McKinnon. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Marchand, Crosby, and Bergeron. <laughs> Jesus <Yikes>. Christ. <laughs> Couturier, Shifley, and Marner. And then the last line, they have Hall, Point, and Stamkos. So, yeah. You got a 60-goal guy on the fourth How line. You're Hall, doing something Point, right. Point, and Stamkos, a fourth line? Yeah, like I just said, you got a 60-goal score on the fourth <laughs> line. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. And I, a former I, league MVP. Yeah. That, that'll never, I've never heard of that, nor might that ever happen again. So Yeah. The other thing that's scary to think about is that's only the United States and Canada. Like that's not counting Sweden or Finland, who I think is probably the most improved country over the last ten years. Oh, Finland's gonna be sick. Yeah, but so between Barkov and like Line and Ranton all those guys, Kapanen, yeah, yeah, yeah they skinned everyone's name that ends in N. Nenen, right? Eminem, right? So yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, we, I, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. You know, I know you mentioned it all week and I think it's kind of cool to maybe get excited for something, uh, you know, assuming that we don't have this stupid fucking virus in 2022. So no, I mean, when was the last, the last Olympics that we had an NHL backed American team to cheer for was the, um, the 2014 14. team, which let's be real aside from the shootout thing, they kind of laid a fucking egg. Uh, yeah, I think TJ Oshie might be the greatest savior of U.S. hockey because they drastically underperformed, Big but it time. all gets shadowed by that. Yeah. Um, they didn't even medal, I don't think. No, they didn't. And then, yeah. of course, the, uh, the heartbreak of all heartbreaks in 2010, which was just so yeah, painful to watch. That was a real, that was a really conflicting moment for me. So, yeah. yeah. That was um, just like a, I was not conflicted. I was completely the opposite <laughs> way. Like, you know, scorched earth effect. Yeah. Like about to run through my garage door. Kind of like disaster. disclaimer. I was not happy that that happened. There's a the lot best, of people. I remember his first game back in Pittsburgh. He got booed. Did he? 
Yes. I don't remember that. It wasn't like the whole arena, but there were people that were booing him because when uh, NHL players come back from the Olympics, they're like, you know, they like give them like a tribute in the first game back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Full disclaimer, was not happy about that moment. Some people would accuse me of doing that. I am not yeah. that much of a Crosby dick rider, so leave yeah. me alone. Anyone that will get up at 6 a.m. with me and start slamming beers to watch the USA take on Russia is not going to jump ship for a team like that. No. No. Thank you for defending my honor. Of course. Appreciate it. So yeah. hopefully we can do a little more of that uh, in two years. Fuck. That's sure. depressing to sound. That would be great. Hopefully they can handle the Olympics over there. Where I don't even know where it is. Beijing. Oh, no. Yeah. Who, who, who just did the summer one. <laughs> Seriously. And... I'm not even kidding. There's a sub 50% chance that they're going to keep the Olympics in China for 2022. Yeah. I think in so. I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think so. And I mean, they had a bunch of problems with the summer ones that they did in 2008, which by the way, that's my like favorite Olympics of all time. But I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think the next year will really dictate what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, switching topics. Cause we kind of just, Ran out of hockey stuff to talk about because pretty that's much just the way it goes. Um, what kind of shows you binge watching these days? I know you wanted to do a little your own little movie slash uh, TV segment. Yeah, I figured we could do like the hat trick of like binge worthy quarantine TV shows. Yeah. Um, so I don't. Know, I'll let you go first. What do you got? Uh, I well, this is going to sound like sports hardo, but I've kind of been binging Thirty for Thirties. That's not hardo at all. They're phenomenal. They're incredible. Uh, specifically, I don't know which one I would say my favorite is. I think the Jordan one is really, really, really well done. Um, the Bo Jackson one, I think, is awesome. Uh, you don't know Bo. That's a good one. Yeah, because you know, I never really got to see that. And it's not like Jordan or Pippen where you can YouTube highlights and it's like right there. Like There's a limited amount of clips. So to get yes. that like in-depth kind of perception on that. Talk um, about like yeah. a man playing against children that's what bo jackson was yeah yeah just like exactly. a complete freak but so that's probably my number one is all the 30 for 30s cool uh i have to go with in my opinion the greatest tv show of all time the office <laughs> really? i could watch yeah yeah oh yeah i could watch that was this. such a basic answer it is but it's like that staple answer that i couldn't pick like i could not pick it like it's okay. i could watch this over and over again, I could watch it out of order. I can watch it in order. I've probably watched the entire show like nine times through. It's basically how my dad and I communicate. It's just talking in office quotes back and forth to each other. Uh, my favorite show. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my all-time favorites, but I've watched it so many times, I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of done with it. My all-time favorite show is uh, Narcos. Great right? show. So I rewatched all three seasons. I don't know why, but when I originally watched it like two years ago i drifted off on season three and never like finished it but it actually ended up it being one of the like, most it didn't have the same oomph that one and two did certainly not one because one's when all the crazy shit happens yeah i i actually i'm not gonna say season three was my favorite but i really enjoyed it because i'm gonna i can't remember the dude's name who's the who's the security manager for the cartel that like ends up going over to the u.s side what's his name He's got the glasses and the family that he like has to protect. Uh, I don't know his name. Something. What is it? Is it Jorge something? Jorge. That's what it is. Yeah. Jorge Salcedo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the entire like plot and like character development through season three with him, I thought was spectacular. And that was probably like you knew Escobar was going to have to die, right? It's just it was incredible right. to see everyone, how it worked. Everyone pretty much knows the story. Yeah, but with Jorge, you were like, I, I don't know about you, I was like glued to it. And then, no spoiler alert, but his one of the final scenes is uh, also really well done. I can't bring myself to watch Narcos Mexico, though. I don't know why. It's not the same I characters. I watched the first episode, and then I got distracted by another TV show, so I never went back to it. I can't bring myself to watch Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love Pena so much, and he's not in it, so I'm like, I can't True. do this. Yeah. I loved Murphy, too. Yeah. So that's my number two. Nice. My number two, um, another sitcom, and... Uh, I think one of the best shows of all time. It's one of those ones where you either love it or you don't is uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Big Seinfeld fan. Yeah. I, I I haven't like, I don't watch it a lot and I haven't like binged it ever, but whenever it was like on TV, like TBS, Fox, whatever, yep. I'll always watch it with my yeah. parents or whatever. Great show. Yeah. It's li- like, I mean the whole like TV show about nothing appeal is just so funny, but it works. Yeah. Yeah uh what's my last one uh i'm gonna get ripped for this (laughs) i'm gonna get filleted for this so i was so bored and i was looking through like the new like shows whatever and uh one of them is called too hot to handle have you seen this is this the one where it's like they can't like bang each other they can't bang each other and then they win like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that yes yeah I watched all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, okay, so, like, as far as, like, bad TV shows go, it's got, like, a pretty, like, interesting premise when you think about it. It's, they it's take a bunch of, like, so they take cringy. a bunch of, like, smoke shows and put them in the same, like, uh, yes. compound or whatever. And Com- yeah, in Mexico. And they basically encourage them to, like, mingle and, you know. It's cucking the whole time. Yeah, and the, but they're like, yeah. They get cucked like, by an Alexa. That's basically it. Yeah, it's like you can't have sex. And if you do, like, if you can go through that whole thing, you win $100,000. Yeah, and when they, like, commit, like, crimes or offenses, it gets deducted from their total. And it's yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. But So is um, it like each person could actually, like, in theory, walk away with $100,000 or? I don't want to spoil or alert. Okay. Here's what I'll say is the the, the hundred thousand dollars is based on a group dynamic, so that makes like the drama like awesome because if like two of them are like banging each other's brains out, everybody else is losing money. That's not. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's why it, that's why it's like really interesting. It's because like. So you could be like, "Yo, can you like keep your dick in your pants? I want to fuck a horse." Like a lot know. of that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it was an interesting show. Um, there is one person in particular on there who makes it worth watching so yeah i recommend (laughs) and she's canadian okay so yeah (laughs) um but it's an easy watch it's only like 40 minutes an episode it kind of is like the bachelor naked version okay the first episode is so cringy and you will like what you like watch the first like 20 minutes and you'll be like i don't know if i can actually do this it's like them getting to know each other and it's shit. like yeah oh it's horrible and they like give each other their instagram handles it's it's just <laughs> it's 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 just the worst millennial like interaction it's you'll ever see dating in 2020 give them yeah. your instagram handle yeah exactly so like they don't even like ask where they're from they're like oh what's your ig i'm like i can't believe this 
Yeah, if um, someone ever asked me that, I would like either just turn around and walk away or just vomit on spot. Once you get past the first episode, you won't want to crawl out of your skin because of how awkward you feel. I promise. Right. So. Um, no, I mean, props to you for manning up and, you know, saying you got a guilty I'm pleasure. I think, you know, I used to watch uh, Jersey Shore all the time. Um, that was no my shame. guilty pleasure. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. My last one is got to be Ozark with uh, the I've third been, season just coming out. I've been wanting uh, to get into it, but like, I don't know what it's about. And I'm like scared to commit myself to it. It's like, it's a guy that basically uh, ends up doing like financial work for like a cartel, like somehow. Um, and then basically gets sucked into the drug trade. And he's got like a family, he's got kids. He's like, you know, a normal guy. Jason Bateman's phenomenal in it. Um, and we, I just finished watching the third season with my family. I mean, it's lights out. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good reviews, so I might have to dive into that. It's going to take a lot to get me off Call of Duty right now, though, to be honest. Nice. How's I'm that on a going? huge kick. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 13 years old. It's circa 2008 again. So Just yeah. screaming into the microphone? Horribly. All, okay. The whole time. Yeah. At, like little kids. Good. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's, it's bad. <laughs> Call of Duty lobbies are like the worst the worst segment that humanity has ever offered it's it's like we're like what where human beings go to just expel every dark thought they have in their brains like you, you hear like people our age like adults adults right adults thank you for doing yes. that because that's true <laughs> you hear like adults saying like you mo- you motherfucking pussy like i want to <laughs> shotgun you in the face i'm like dude we're 20 like four what the kid's probably nine (laughs) yeah it's 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 very odd it's a weird time to be alive um i remember like the best days were like you know the race home from school on like a friday and everyone like in your grade like every dude was on modern warfare 2 greatest game ever yeah greatest game ever i really wish they would remaster that for ps4 but yeah same but xbox uh no sorry <laughs> not gonna agree with it can you get a ps4 and be a real human being like come if on you pay for it well i'll tell you what the ps5 comes out in the fall so there you go maybe. there's your incentive maybe and then we can play chell graduation present to myself no we could play chell start an empty betters eashl team and get our like past guests slash subscribers to play with us i don't know if they want that i mean that's pretty lethal i'm like pretty fucking good so i'm not too bad so guarantee you if i played any one of our listeners in chill i would win nice i'm not kidding i'm that confident okay, okay. so we'll put this up. throw this up i don't care <laughs> get, uh, get me on the sticks i'll take you all out right. so let's do it all righty um that's really all i have this was kind of all over the place yep a complete train wreck but uh no different than any other train wreck we do so no complaints exactly. on my end uh, just hoping for hockey to get back soon. And if you've hung with hung on with the, that's not even English. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's eight thirty at night. Uh, if you've been with us this long, you know, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. You listen to the whole episode. You rock. Uh, hopefully, you appreciated our back and forth. And hopefully, you go watch Too Hot to Handle and let me know what you think of Francesca because she's yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. Anyways. Um, that's all I got. Anything from you? Nope, I'm good. All righty. Well, thank you, everybody. And, you know, per usual in every episode, go check out our merch on teespring.com. You can find our link in the uh, bio of our Instagram. 
And without further ado, class dismissed. Turn